the 426th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times your entry in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bats app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 426. Uh, let's send it out to my Toronto Blue Jays. So not really mine, but the Toronto Blue Jays for backing their way into the playoffs uh, by losing. But there you go. Going to win the World Series. They're going to play Gumby's Atlanta Braves, and they're going to beat them in the World Series like they did 31 years ago. We'll say 31, maybe 32, maybe 30, somewhere in that range. Thank you for coming to the show. This is not the MLB Gambling Podcast. No, this is the MMA Gambling Podcast. Uh, another one of our No UFC, No Problem episodes. Two more weeks of contender series we have on the books are coming up. Um, and this is going to be week nine of the contender series this coming Tuesday. Dana White's contender series, of course. And we will be covering that today. And uh, we'll see if any of these fighters are are um, highly t- highly thought of by my co-host heading into the event. And we'll give you some winning picks. And then we'll, we'll get out of your ear hole. Simple as that. So did I say who I am? I'm Jeff Chalks Fox. Thanks for listening let's bring in the man once known as the contender series whisperer until this bizarro season of contender series where where even yanni is doing good um it's the one (laughs) and only gumby god daniel reeland if yanni's doing good you know it's a bizarro season i like that you you allowed me to have god back because i did have a winning a winning episode last episode i went i went three and two and, and had that uh the big underdog hit with uh, Ernesta, and I'm not even going to try to say her last name, um, in that brawl with Carla Judici. So, um, yeah, but we, we can go back to being a god. And I will tell you ahead of time, I don't think there's anybody I'm thrilled about on this episode. Uh, I think Ooh. I think there's potential in a couple of them. Uh, I think there's some really nice lines in a couple of these fights. Ooh. Uh, and Ooh, I think, interesting. But I think the overall talent level is not great. Um, and, uh, I'll give some, I mean, I think there's one that's really bad, but I'll give some, some breakdowns of, uh, some of the, the potential when we get to, uh, the individual fights. Okay. Interesting. Now the last week then, which will be what next week, next Sunday, we'll break down the last week. Is there, is there fighters you are looking forward to on that week? Because I don't think we've gone through all of your quote unquote guys slash gals yet. Have we? Yeah, there, there's some exciting ones on that one. There's also, like, a handful that I've interviewed on that one who've, like, sort of become my guys because of that. Like, I've already done three interviews with dudes who are on uh, uh, week 10. Uh, that Cortavius Romeus uh, that, that you really enjoyed the interview from is on that episode. Yes. As is uh, 
I I don't know if he's good, and I don't mean to. This isn't meant to be mean. I don't know if he's good, but Therese Finney is at least very exciting when he wins because he's shaped like no other middleweight really is. Um, he's five foot seven at middleweight, which is like the coolest build of any fighter ever. Like he's like yep. he's drawn wins height, but he's also like built like Brock Lesnar, which is kind of fun. Um, and then Connor Matthews is back on that episode. I think there's a lot of potential on that episode. So, uh, that one's, that one's maybe a little higher on potential for me than, than, uh, episode nine is. All right. Interesting. So now we've downplayed another episode. It's been what? Three episodes in a row. No, I told you, I told you, I told you good, good odds. Isn't that, isn't that oh, all that's that people true. care that's about? True. Yes. People yes. only care about the yep. odds. I mean, we watch oh, we Samurai Lighthouse for Christ's sakes. <laughs> oh, there is some former Samurai Fighthouse champions and fighters on this <laughs> card or LFA. Maybe LFA as well. We're doing LFA t- on tomorrow's episode, and I did the uh, research for both. I th- is there Samurai Fighthouse on today's? I think so. I think so. So, yeah. Samurai Fighthouse is, is spreading their wings. They're everywhere now. Like a virus, they're spreading Gumby. I love it. I love it. And I don't know who's, I don't know who's Samurai Fighthouse on here. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe uh, my, I might, might be LFA. I, I might be correct right. here. So, but like I'm I sure, said, I'm sure we'll find now. out. <laughs> we will find out. But first I need to tell you about game time. After all, after we help you win lots of money, you can go spend some of it on tickets from game time. You won't have to spend too much though. Cause they have the best prices and last minute ticket deals and everything you need. Uh, to get yourself tickets to any whatever you're looking for, because Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy theater, and more, aka MMA. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and roll for less. Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going 5, 4, 5. And from now until October the 4th, so soon, almost done, Underdog is matching 100% of first deposits up to 500 bucks. Plus, $100,000 Sundays continues on Underdog Fantasy. They're giving away a total of $2 million in prizes all season long. $100,000 in prizes this week. That works out to be $10,000 to 10 people this week is what they're giving away. Plus, they have new sweepstakes every week of the NFL season. Gumby, are we playing Cowboys players today for Underdog Fantasy? I think so. The 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 defense of the Patriots can't be that good. Uh, they they were giving up points to Zach Wilson last week. So I, I'm going to say uh, Dak with the with the bounce back week. We'll use his passing yards in the higher than. All right, and shrapnel. Zach Wilson caught some shrapnel. So there you go. Uh, Gumby loves Gumby loves uh, hitting innocent innocent bystanders with uh, with his shrapnel. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over an underdog fans underdogs mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com. And remember, when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, underdog will double your first deposit up to five hundred bucks. It's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. All right, contender series twenty twenty three week. Nine, let's jump into our Tuesday nights as per usual, 8 p.m. as per usual, UFC Apex as per usual, five fights as per usual. Everything is the same here. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, the action will be 
as per usual, like last week, because last week was a fire episode, lots of good fights. And and the uh, oh yeah, you you tailed all of my um, resume picks last week, and you won money. So maybe that's that's the key here, Gumby. I mean, you you say I tailed. Oh no, I guess you do yeah. say it first. Technically, you do yep. you do usually say it first. That's that's fair. Okay. Anyway, all right. Continue. Let's <laughs> let's start with some little guys. Flyweights, Lucas. Roca from Brazil versus Davi Costa from Brazil. Costa's got a very good topology picture. He's got shades on and a big afro, which is always appreciated. We're going to tell you about him first. Costa, the black is the nickname. 14 and three, six knockouts, six submissions. Very well-rounded finisher, especially at flyweight. That's that's impressive. Uh, he's been knocked out once and submitted twice. He's won 10 straight fights. He won his last fight via submission. He has not lost since June of 2021. He's been busy. Uh, 10 fights since June of 2021 uh, was a regional champion used to fight up at Bantamweight two inches taller than Roca plus 100 even money on him. Phenomenal. We have another one, Dan Roca is phenomenal. There's lots of phenomenos. <laughs> it, it's been, a, it's been a couple weeks, but we're back with the phenomenos. He's 16 and one nine knockouts, four submissions. So he's a finisher as well. He's been knocked out once. Both these guys look, seem like they're savages. They know I love them. Uh, he has won five straight fights. Roca has. This is not lost since October 2019. He has multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash store. Use fight down because uh, some promotions let uh, male fighters fight at strawweight. And he did that in the past. He's six years younger than Costa. Minus 130. Resume says you should pick Roca. So uh, what did you give me for lines again on this one? Minus 130 plus 100. So uh, I'm going to go dog money here with, with Costa instead of Roca. I, oh, I'm also yeah. just going to issue a quick uh, correction because you're right. If you look on uh, – I know you hate those. Uh, if you look on <laughs> tap if you look on Tapology, you are correct. It would say Davi, Ramo, or, uh, Davi Costa is two inches taller than Roca. Uh, it's not correct. Uh, Costa's 5'4", um, which is a short little flyweight. It says Roca's 5-2. He's not. I, I watched his last fight for uh, – he fought last in LFA. In the, the pre-fight graphic when I was watching it, it said 5-5. Five, five. And I was like, oh, that's weird that they would list him at 5-2 on Tapology. It's almost like somebody messed up a conversion or hmm. something like that. So he, he yeah. is 5-5 five, 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 or maybe – hey, look, he's been fighting for a little while. He's been fighting since 2016, and he's only 23. Um, so he's been fighting since he was 16. Maybe he was 5-2 at 16. Um, so yeah. like – yeah, it, it's totally possible that it just needs updating. But he, he's not going to be the shorter fighter, which is sort of important here that, like, Costa isn't going to have that much of a reach advantage or a height advantage. But at the end of the day, I, I think my problem with Roca is just, like, I don't trust his grappling enough. Um, and, and I know that he's got, like, you know, four submission wins, which is pretty good. But, like, if you look largely, most of his wins as of late have come with the hands. And... I worry a little bit about his his grappling because if you watch that last fight, the one that was in LFA, seemingly a big step up in competition fighting Mateus da Silva instead of, you know, like I guess he he fought good enough competition on the Brazilian regional scene. He wasn't fighting cans like a lot of guys do. But when he fought Mateus da Silva, he gave up his back within like, I, I want to say the fight was like 30 seconds, you know, in. And he like got taken down immediately gave up his back. Silva was on his back and he defended it well enough. But the thing is, is that like Dobby black is like, got some really good grappling. 
Um, you know, like three of his last four wins have come by submission in the first or second round. And again, some of those are also against good competition because he fought in Shudo. Um, he's fought in LFA. He's fought in like a bunch of good uh, organizations, too. And and I like really do like his double. And I like the way that he uses his jujitsu positioning to pass and get to a good spot before he likes to you know, like open up with his shots or look for a submission. He's just like a smart positional jujitsu guy. Whereas like, if you look at it, why Roka got out of the submission attempts last time, it was because the dude was just trying to get the, you know, De Silva was just trying to get the submission as quickly as possible. So I, I think that fact that Costa is so much better in the grappling department and so much smarter when it comes to positioning, uh, combined with the fact that I think that while Roka is better at throwing combinations, he is a little bit slower than Costa. So like Costa might be a one and done kind of guy, usually with like leg kicks, I think because he's always the shorter guy. Um, Roka will put together multiple shots, but it, they're just not particularly fast. So like if he's going to be a little bit slower on the feet, he seemingly has a grappling disadvantage. I mean, I, I think I got to go with uh, dog money. If you can get it on the, the faster, stronger wrestler, uh, that, that's definitely the play there. All right, there you go. Gumby knows what he's talking about, as you can tell. Hopefully, it pays out um, this coming Tuesday. All right, let's move up to welterweights. Mauricio Rufa, Rufi, excuse me, Hoofy, I guess it probably is. Is it, is it not? <laughs> Mauricio Huffy. Mauricio Huffy. <laughs> Huffy, like, the, like a bike. <laughs> yes. Versus Raymond Magomed Dialiev. It would be funner if it was Haymond, but it's not because he's not from uh, Brazil. He is from Russia. Um, and like I said, this is a welterweight fight. I'm going to tell you about the, let me see who I am. I going to tell you about first. I'm going to tell you about Huffy first, the bike. He is, uh, eight and one with eight knockouts. He himself has been knocked out once. So kill or be killed. This man's never gone to the distance. He's won three straight fights. He's not lost since November, 2019. All three of his wins, obviously uh, the last three wins have come via knockout or TKO. Cause that's how he wins every fight was a regional champion. You fight up or down, excuse me, at lightweight, three years younger than Magomed Daliev, and he's two inches taller, unless Gumby tells us topology is wrong. He's at plus <laughs> 134. Uh, that correction was fine because you weren't correcting me. You were correcting topology, which is a rare thing, but hey, I guess I guess they're human as well. Uh, Magomed Daliev, 10 and 1, five knockouts, two submissions, never been finished in a fight. As I click off my spreadsheet, uh, he's won five straight fights. Uh, his last loss came in November 2018. However, he's been out of action since March of 2022. He's stepping in here on short notice as well. Uh, he was 3-1 in one championship, the biggest promotion in the world. Uh, used to fight at middleweight. He's at minus 175. Uh, resume says, take the short notice guy, Megamed Daliev. And I'm going to differ again. I'm going to take Huffy here. Really? Uh, yeah. I, well, a couple of reasons. Number one. You know me, I've been on, on the fighting nerds for a while. So he's a member of the fighting nerds and they seem like they are right. slowly taking over between, you know, Bruno Brazil and Kaibo Ohio. And then we got Carlos Praches, who I think, uh, I think might be the best prospect off of this season. I think when all is said and done, we're going to look back and we're going to say Carlos Praches was the one we should have been watching off this season. So, uh, yeah, like I, I think Huffy being in that camp certainly does help. But also like, if you look at the style, I, I think, Got uh, Magomed Aliyev is is kind of getting a, just like a little bit of the Russian bump in terms of odds, um, because like if you look at it, what he's supposed to be, 
Um, you know, like you're, a lot of people are like, oh, he's the Russian guy, right? He's going to win by ground and pounder. He's going to, you know, take him down. If you've watched his recent fights, though, he's not really much of a wrestler. In fact, like, so his last fight was against Ipa Kasangane, which granted a good win, good win to beat Ipa Kasangane. It was a year and a half ago. So he hasn't fought in, uh, by the time this fight rolls around, he will have not fought for about 19 months. Uh, and it was a split decision win over Impa Kasangane, um, which is, you know, kind of a, uh, you know, like I said, a good result. But he lost all the early wrestling exchanges with Impa Kasangane. Kasangane was controlling him really well in the clinch. He was even tripping him and taking him down. Um, and the other thing I didn't like about Magomedalaev is just that, like, he's got really low hands and seemingly, like, not particularly great range in striking either. So, like... Are there things he does well? Yes. Like he, he, as the fight built up and he tired Impa out, he started to get a little bit more of his wrestling going, um, you know, his own offensive wrestling, but it wasn't until he tired Impa out that that was true. Um, you know, his, it, he, he does throw some like nice short combinations. He's got a decent little counter, but I, I just like worry about a guy who's got really low hands and not particularly great use of range. And meanwhile, he's going to be fighting a guy who is, Pretty wild in his striking, but clearly has phenomenal knockout power in, in Ruffy because he's like, he's knocked a bunch of people out in a row. Even that fight he lost against Manola Souza, like Souza, first of all, it's 10 and 0, never lost in his career. He's out here winning in, you know, PFL and CFFC and all those types of things. That's his only loss. And he was beating him. Uh, he, he just like got caught with a shot in the second round and, and wound up losing that fight. So I, I love the fact that uh, Huffy goes out there and he, he throws, he throws really hard. He's also much better at controlling range than Megametalaev. He does have low hands, but it's like a karate stance, low hands kind of thing. And he switches stances seven or eight times. And it's so that he can throw the big shot. It's not just that like, he's got bad fundamentals, which is kind of what I think of Megametalaev. And if somebody does try to take him down, He's got like ex excellent wizard to like keep the position and a really nice, like I I saw him in his last fight. He had a, like a really nice switch to wind it back on top too. And his jujitsu is not great. Like his top game's not great. He's like more of the type who will just like back up and, and allow himself to throw again. But like, Hey, that that's good enough for this fight because I think ultimately he's going to be the much better striker than Magomed Eliyev. All right, there you go. Expertly broken down. Once again, he's going against, the resume picks twice in a row. Um, Huffy is the pick for the Gumby man. Let's, let's do one more fight and then we will tell you about some more of our lovely sponsors. Let me get back to the page. I'm supposed to be on here. Topology. All right. We're going up, up, up to light heavyweights. Magomed Gadzi Yasolov. Sure. Versus <laughs> Jose, Jose Daniel Medina. Um, did I say it right, Dan? Gadzi Yasolov. Yeah. Gadzi Yasolov. He's from Byran. Bahrain. I even said that wrong. He's from Bahrain and he's fighting a Bolivian in Medina. I'm going to tell you about uh, the Bolivian first. Uh, Chicho is his nickname. C-H-I-C-H-O. He is 11 and 2, 8 knockouts, 2 submissions. He's been submitted himself once. He's won 6 straight and 7 of 8. He's not lost since November of 2019. Multiple championships on his. Mantle, including Samurai Fighthouse. <laughs> right, he's the one. Correct. Get your shirt sportsgamingpodcast.com slash store. Uh he's also a pro grappler plus four fifty. 
Gadzi Yasulov, 7-0, four knockouts, one submission. He's two years younger than Medina, minus 800. That's all I got on this mystery man. Gummy <laughs> will fill in more, more of the blanks for you. Resume says pick pick the mystery man. Yeah, it should be way more than negative 800. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, okay. I mean, it's, this this could be negative 3,000. Uh, I, I don't know. Have you seen... Have you, have you seen any of these guys fight before? No. Uh, so, no. first of all... I'm like Gazi, Dana White. Yeah, yeah Gazi Yasilov <laughs> is like, first of all, not easy to find uh, film on uh, all the time. But there is uh, there is a fight he had for Brave, and there is one for Eagle. So, like, you, you can find uh, little bits and pieces of some of his stuff. But, like, uh, the bottom line is he looks like you would imagine, like, a, a good kickboxer from that region should. He's got, like really nice range he's if you get in the clinch with him he's got excellent knees he's a decent wrestler but like that that's not clearly not what he's there for he's there to throw like knees to the body in the clinch until they're hurt um and sometimes like he hurts him with knees to the body and then takes him down and finishes him there all of that's fine but the reason i ask if you've seen any of these guys is not because i wanted you to see magomed god's god see Yasoloth. Uh man, that name is brutal. Uh, but because I wanted you to see Jose Daniel Medina, because I think he's a chunky guy despite fighting at light heavyweight Ooh. or middleweight. Like he's he's not in shape, it seems like. And and I don't I don't really know what to make of the way that he fights because he's got eight wins by TKO, and he seems completely perplexed on the feet in the fights I've watched. Um, so it's, I, I mean, like a lot of them are ground and pound or have to be ground and pound. Some of them you can't find film on because weirdly enough, you can't find knockout champion 17 film. Um, really <laughs> weird. I, I looked, um, same with Combache Bolivia. I could not find Combache Bolivia, uh, highlights, but in what I did watch of him, like he's looks desperate for the takedown because he doesn't look like he knows what he's doing on the feet. When he's striking, he just backs straight up to the cage. Uh, because he looks completely worried when he does wrestle. I, I mean, like he looks better than the guys he's fighting, but like the best guy he fought was in his last fight. He fought a guy who was foreign too, and he won by split decision. Um, his, his title fight for Samurai Fight House, he fought a guy by the name of Cesar Benitez. Cesar Benitez is 11 and 27 in his career. So like he, he did win a title, but he beat a dude who is 11 and 27, uh, which is just like a ridiculous record. And that's like, most of his wins are against guys who are, you know, have either not fought at all or have these atrocious records. He looks like he's like the least complete fighter we've seen on this season of Contender Series. This should be a first round absolute mauling by Gadzi Um, I, I expect a TKO like as soon as the fight starts, basically. Wow. So we're going to get some prop bets on this one, are we? I would say, yeah, I, I'm going to be looking because, you know, again, I, you, there's value on negative 800, but like if you're excited to win 1250 on a, your $100 bet, that's like maybe not the most exciting thing you can do. So like, yeah, if I can find him, you know, KO in the first round prop and it's anywhere near even money like that, it, that's definitely worth it for me. All right. Fantastic. It's also worth using Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Not limes, lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. 
Start all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets. To craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays, download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All righty, we're second to last fight. They do not call it co-main events, though. And it is down at Bantamweight. Eduardo Matias Torres from, is it Puerto Rico? Is that his flag? I'm so Ch- uh Ch- Chile. Chile versus Victor Hugo Silva from Brazil. That's a flag you have to know if you're a MMA fan. All right. Featherweight. No, this is Bantamweights. Excuse me. I'm going to tell you about uh, Torres. First, Cyborg is a nickname. Another original nickname. Great. Uh, 16-1, five knockouts, four submissions. Never been finishing a fight. He's won five straight fights. He's not lost since September 2021. He's won two straight via knockout or TKO. He has multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. He used to fight up at Featherweight. Three years younger than Silva, plus 100. Even money. Striker is Silva's nickname. I sure hope he is one. He's 23 and four, eight knockouts, eight submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. He's won 12 straight fights, has not lost since March of 2014. So he's almost a decade undefeated. Three straight wins via finish. Used to fight down at, excuse me, up at Featherweight and way up at Welterweight. A couple times there, actually. A 2011 Pro MMA debut, minus 120. Uh, resume says Silva. Uh, I'm gonna go against that one again. I'm gonna take another dog. Ooh, another here. dog. Uh, I, uh, I yeah, that might be big on him. You said what was the number again for the dog price here? Even plus one. Even money. Okay, so that's the second one that's an even money one, basically, a, a close to a pick. I'm here, but the the difference maker for me in this fight is like I think Silva's gonna look better. This might be a live bet fight for me. Um, like Silva, I think is gonna look better earlier. Um, because he's got really wide strikes. Uh, if he does score a takedown. Uh, he looks really good on top positioning wise. He like stays in position really good. Um, and when he hits, he hits hard. So like, I could totally see him coming out here, throwing a couple of like huge bombs, maybe landing something that, you know, makes Torres look a little bit off balance or something like that, scoring a takedown and just looking dominant in the first round. But Torres is like a very, very tough fighter. You know, like he reminds me a little bit of, you know, I, I always say don't bet against the shoot the box guys. He's not a shoot the box guy, but he's got that style where like he's got like really nice kicks. He takes a punch extremely well and his gas tank. is like a weapon. Uh, he The way he's still coming forward in the third round and like picking people apart is really nice. Now, the thing that makes him not shoot the box is like early in the fight while he's looking for his range. He's he's moving backwards way too much. And I don't love that. Um, and he, he certainly like, doesn't look as good off of his back as most shoot the box guys do, but like that weaponized cardio, I think winds up making this, like I said, a fight where I like to live bet it because I think Silva's going to look better in the first five minutes, but like, he does look like he tires pretty significantly as the fight goes on. I went back and I watched this fight in, uh, he fought for Pancrase a few years ago and he fought this guy who was, uh, you know, uh, not a a real well-traveled guy in Shinsuke Kamel and like Shinsuke, I mean, he's six and four as a pro right now, but as that fight went, he began to pick apart Silva. Um, and he wound up not winning the decision, but he definitely won the third round. It certainly was like picking up steam as that fight went on because first of all, he was longer than, than Silva. And second of all, because Silva just tired and 
I think both of those things can happen here too with Torres. I mean, his nickname's Cyborg for a reason. He like marches forward and he's got, you know, you, you can't seemingly put him away. And he's going to be, you know, I, I know they're listed as having the same height. I have to imagine that Torres is longer. And if not, he just like fights so much longer that it appears that way. Um, because I think like as this fight goes on, his like ranginess and his ability to keep marching forward late into the fight, I think it takes over and he wins rounds two and three here. So I'm going to take Torres on this one. All right. Torres is the pick, but as Gumby said, it may be one to keep an eye on live, right? That's correct. All right. Main event time. Rodolfo Balaccio or Balacho or Bellato. What is it, Dan? I think it's Bellato. Bellato. Bellator without the R. He's from Brazil. He's fighting Murtaza Talha, and he is from Bahrain. Bahrain. So we have two Bahrainians on this card. I take it they're probably from the same fight camp, I'm guessing. Is that why there's two Bahrainians on the card? I, I don't. No, probably, but I would also say, like, didn't we have a Baranian dude last event, too? Mm, yeah, Godziev. Uh, Shamil Godziev. Okay. Right, okay. Interesting. Maybe that, maybe it's it's not um, Peru after all, Dan. Maybe and they are... Really, uh, and they are all from the same fight camp, I do believe. Cool. Very good. All right, let's break down the main event here, then. Um, Bellato or Bellato or Bellator. Traitor is his nickname, which we have heard before as well. And it means tractor. Yes. Tractor. I don't know why all these people want to be tractors, but they do. A lot of fighters want to be tractors. Uh, he's 10 and two, five knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out twice. So both times he lost via not have been via knockout. Oh, one in contender series. Do you remember who he lost to Dan? Yeah. He lost to v Vitor Petrino true he did uh he's won two straight fights since then and five of his last six is the current lfa champion also a regional champion he may be a samurai fight no maybe not maybe not this guy no um three inches taller than talha plus 270 talha six and oh three knockouts three submissions so he's finished everyone he's not fought since september 2022 and that is all i have for him he's a mystery man minus 275 the resume says take the big dog in Bellato, but that's just because the resume does not know about Taha. Yeah, I'm gonna say take Taha. Um, All right. I, I, yeah, I like him a lot better here. And and I'll say this, uh, you know, like a lot of people see the negative 275 and they're like, oh, he must be really good. I I'm not sold on him as a prospect. It, he's he's like a good enough wrestler. Like that looks like he does the things he's supposed to. But at no point in time, I'm like, oh, that was really crafty. Or oh, you know, he he ducked under that shot perfectly. It was just like. When he needs to wrestle, he goes to it and he gets it with like a fair amount of consistency. Like I'm, I'm never, I'm never like blown away about his wrestling in any real way. He also a hundred percent does not check any leg kicks. I think I watched three of his fights in Brave in every single one of them. I'm not sure I saw him check a leg kick and he gets hit with them a lot. Um, I think he just like lets it happen because sometimes it helps him catch the kick and, and turn it into a takedown. Um, he's kind of sloppy on the feet. I don't love his like arm punches and he, he looked really tired. Um, so when I saw this line in, in Boletta was an underdog and I went and rewatched Taha, I was like, ah, maybe this is a good dog spot. You know, like that was my first thought process. And then I went back and I watched Boletto and like, he might be a little craftier on the feet, but I actually think his gas tank is much worse. And, and I will say this about him. Like 
he seems to not have very much knockout power, despite the fact that there are like, you know, like you said, he's got lots of finishes on his record. He's got five KOs. It doesn't seem like any of his punches on the feet do any real damage. And it's been a while since he's gotten like a real stand up, put him away knockout. I think he hasn't done that since like 2018, like the thrown a punch and had the guy go down. And if you look at his fight with Petrino, like he, he looked like he could stand with Petrino until like he just got too sloppy on the feet because he was getting tired. And I think that's a problem here against Talha too. Like Talha could tire him out and, and do more on the feet. And I think Talha is a better wrestler. I think Talha is going to look better on the ground. And I think that like Valetto is just going to get too tired and Talha is just going to swarm him with strikes one time after scoring a takedown. And he's just not going to answer. Um, because while he, you know, this is his second chance and he's going to be fighting for his chance in the last chance of the UFC probably. I just don't think he'll do enough. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Talha here. I'm going to go against after after a weekend week where we shared every single pick. I'm going to go against just about all of them here. Yeah. So it's going to be another losing week for Gumby. He didn't learn his <laughs> lesson. You should uh, you should uh, learn from last week. It was so successful. No, Gumby knows better than the resume. Resume are just automatic picks. So um, based on resumes, obviously, let's recap the real picks. The Gumby picks Talha. Torres, even money dog, uh, Gadsi Yasulov as a very big favorite, but Gummy says he's not a big enough favorite. So steam that number up some more. Uh, Huffy, like the bike, slight uh, dog, Magomed Daliev, and Hroka. No, sorry, and Costa. And not, Ma- uh, I'm going to redo it all. Okay. Everyone, <laughs> listen, th- these are the real picks. I'm reading waiting, the ones with my name on it. I was waiting to correct you after the fact. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Talha, big favorite. Torres, a dog, slight dog. Um, Gadsi Yasulov, a huge favorite, but not huge enough. Hafi, the bike, a semi, not not a big dog, but a little bit of a dog, we'll say. And Costa, even money. Now am I correct? That sounded better, yes. (laughs) Okay, very good. All right, there are your winning picks. Go and steam those lines up. Uh, listen to us, um, read us. What else should you do? Uh, you can, you can talk with us, uh, in the discord at sportsgumbypodcast.com slash discord. Uh, Twitter is SGP and MMA Gumby Vreeland and Jeff Fox writer. I'm also Jeff Fox writer on Instagram. Uh, get my Substack, subscribe, enter my picking contest, get my writings and my podcasts into your inbox. That would be moneymma.substack.com. Gumby's got Top Turtle on May podcast. Always enjoyable to listen to. Uh, preview for this week, or are you not ready yet? Uh, I got Johnny Munoz. And then uh, after we hang up here and are done recording, I may have a recent Contender Series contract winner on to talk Ooh. about their brand new contract. So uh, that, that's, uh, that one's in the works. Hopefully that interview comes through. And if not, I'm sure I'll find a second one that'll, that'll wind up filling out the episode. He always does. He's resourceful. Um, so that's Top Turtle. And he hardly ever calls on me to, to fill in. So you don't have to worry about that. Like I said, <laughs> he's, 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 he's resourceful. And all good things in the sports gambling sphere is at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And our Patreon, of course, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Help us crush corporate gambling. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to do Sunday, Monday this week since there's, uh, there was no UFC to recap. Today, uh, tomorrow, it will be a regional. Uh, back to our... 
non Dana White Contender Series schedule where we have regional MMA episodes on Mondays. We're going to do LFA, the biggest regional promotion around, probably. So we'll do do that tomorrow. So make sure you check your feed for us tomorrow. Uh, until then, I will remain phenomenal. Jeff Fox and Cyborg Gumby Breeland will be uh, with me tomorrow to picking LFA. Bye-bye.